This past weekend in Fort Worth, Texas, a black woman named Atatiana Jefferson was killed in her home around 2 a.m. A neighbor thought it was unusual that her lights were on and her front door was open at around 2 a.m. Out of concern for the family, he called the police to do a wellness check on the home. The wellness check ended up being a death warrant for Miss Jefferson. Put your hands up, show me your hands up. You never hear the police officer identify himself. He simply goes through a gate into the backyard, then sees a figure in the window. And then in a span of about three seconds, you saw it there, he shouts the orders, put your hands up, show me your hands, show me your hands. And almost immediately after that deadly shot rings out. It's the 20 minute morning show for Tuesday, October the 15th. There is growing outrage in Fort Worth, Texas, over the deadly shooting of a black woman in her own home by a white police officer. Nobody looked at that video and said there's any doubt that this officer acted inappropriately. Early this evening, Dean was charged with one count of murder and booked into the Tarrant County Jail. Uh, this is a, it's a police department that has, has been, been mentioned. There's been 10 incidents like this, 10 police officer involved shootings in the last six months, which is more most, than most nations after years and years. He handed in his resignation before he could be fired. Hmm. They are investigating and there was they say there was a gun in her house but the mayor said yes there was but that's irrelevant it had nothing to do with it they reported it was a gun in her house it's like they're trying to spin it but it was yeah. also a refrigerator in her house a tv in her mm -hmm. house <laughs> yeah. a couch in her house mm -hmm. right you know why didn't they say that we went right. in and we saw a TV. Then, it wasn't like she was standing in the window holding the gun and that's what made him feel he was in imminent danger and he shot into the house. That was not how it was. That's not it. Could you believe it only took him three seconds to fire that shot? He didn't even identify himself. Put your hands up. Uh, show me your hands. Pow. Put your hands up. Show me your hands up. And just shot through her window standing on the outside. You know what I'm saying? So I can believe that that transpired because as soon as he looked through that window and saw that black woman, woman, he yeah. perceived her as a threat. And how, how can you say it was a threat? You standing outside, you're looking through the window into someone's house. How could you possibly say you were threatened and you outside? Because as soon as he looked through that window and saw that black woman, he perceived her as a threat. They've already threat. exposed police departments for using black people mug shots for target practice. Yeah. So what type the of practice. you know Correct. psychological Correct. programming is that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even just, the silhouettes yeah. that they shoot are black. Yeah. And this just goes to show you just miles down the road in Dallas, we just got through with Amber Geiger. Now you would think that police officers anywhere in Texas would have a heightened sense of awareness to say, hey, look, maybe let me be a little bit more cautious because of what I we just witnessed with the Amber Geiger trial. We too. And this is worse mm -hmm. than the Amber Geiger trial. This is worse than her her incident with both of them, John, because this is three seconds into this Four execution seconds. as well. It's three seconds. Channel 11 in Dallas, 
They counted three seconds, and this man fired, and now she's dead. The um, neighbor who actually called the police was calling on behalf of his niece who was concerned because she had she saw the door open it looked unusual any one of us would have done that it was simply a concern for my neighbor i'm still kind of broken and shocked they tell me i shouldn't feel bad but i feel bad because had i not called the police department she would probably still be alive today so i do feel a little weight on me for that making that making that call but i like the way the people in the community mm -hmm. said don't don't feel bad we would have done the same thing. Don't feel bad. It's not your fault. Right. What do y'all think about that? Of course, you. if you look over and see your neighbor's door open at 2.30 in the morning, you're going to call the cops because what if someone was burglarizing at the home? Yeah. The first thing your neighbor's going to say to you is, did you see my door open? And you're going to be like, yeah. And they're going to be like, well, why didn't you call the cops? Yeah. I think he's probably going to have a psychological problems because he is the one that made the call for the police to check. And look what happened after he made the call. She died. So psychologically, he's like, man, should I have even made that call? So I'm a, I didn't make that call. She'd be living. So I'm, I'm going to tell you what I got from, from this whole incident. That with the hugging of Amber Geiger from the both and John family and the judge. And I think God is sending another message to black people to let you know that these people police officers these people that are killing you like that these people are not your friends they are your enemies and he just and just to show you one more time he had to he permitted the life of an innocent woman to be sacrificed to show you again that this is not the way you should be responding to these killings what do y'all think about that i mean that's out there that's, it's a far-fetched statement, what you would think. Uh, but I, 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 would have to, I would have to agree with you there. That is out there. But, <laughs> <laughs> that's out there. But, but look, it look at it, though. But. I will agree with, with you, BJ, that when those cops see black people, they, they see them as their enemy. No doubt. Ain't no doubt about it, y'all. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at here mm -hmm. in Charlotte. Look what happened in Charlotte. The, the people drive up on the scene. They don't even give the man a chance to uh, to put his weapon. Actually, they told him to put his weapon down, and he's in the process of putting the weapon down, and they shoot him. Didn't even give him the benefit of the doubt to live. They're so quick to kill us because they, we are a hated people in America, and black people have to realize that you are a hated uh, group I don't know why y'all having so much mercy and so you still want to get along, go along to get along with these people who are hell bent on killing you and then getting away with it. They're going to try to see they showed that gun in this case in Fort Worth because they wanted to set the stage. Well, look, there was a gun in the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're trying That's to wicked, spin it man. in their favor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they basically did the same thing with the witness that got killed in the, um, Amber Geiger trial, all of a sudden, after he gets killed, they're talking about, well, after we went into his house, we found 12 pounds of marijuana, 400 and something THC capsules, and $4,000 in cash. Well, this is the, you're talking, well, about the guy, you're talking about the witness that got killed. The witness, right. Yeah. They played it. Now they want to play it off that he was in a drug deal. This is why he got killed. Right. I don't think that's the case.
Yeah. I think that's, I do not believe that. Yeah. I don't believe that because there's no way in the world you could tell me if you found an apartment with that much marijuana, that many THC capsules, and things that you didn't know this guy slang drugs in an apartment, in a black apartment complex in Dallas. Right. Get the hell out of here. You know what people, you know exactly who's slinging what in yeah. what complexes. What I did like about the uh, the situation in Fort Worth from the clergy, I saw some strong black pastors stand up and say some things you normally don't hear black pastors say. As men in our community, we are called to stand up and protect the women in our community. That's right. And when our women are not safe, then it's going to get to a point that we can no longer be passive. At some point, we have to fight aggression with aggression. As pastors and Christians, yes, right we're called to love. Right we're called right. to forgive. But we're not, we're not called to be fools. That's right. And it's time out for you to continue to kill the people in our neighborhood and That's expect it. us to be passive. And they were, they were pretty much threatening the police department that we better get justice and y'all better not spin this thing. So I like what I saw from my pastors. Yeah, because they will spin it now. If they can, they will spin it. So what do y'all think is the solution to these type of situations? Because it's going to happen again and again and again until we come up with a solution in our own black communities to fix this problem. What do y'all think should be done when these things happen? Hmm. I mean, somebody wow. brought up somebody brought up the point. Point. Well, should we should we have done our own wellness check? Should there be a, like a little community group where we, they went over there and, and checked on it themselves instead of calling the police? Because it seemed like every time we call the police, we get killed. I don't, I don't know. I'm just bringing this up. I mean, what is the solution? Because there's got to be something alternative to this. I mean, it's just. Uh... It's just so unfortunate, you know. African Americans are living a true American horror story. Yes. This is it's not a TV series. This is how we live in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we look out for our people in our own community? Because it seems like the police is all well, the police are our worst enemy. The federal government is black people's worst enemy. And you're calling on your enemy to protect you and they are killing you and getting away with it. We pay taxes in this country. You know what I'm saying? They take all these taxes out and we're paying for our own murder. At approximately 6 p.m., Aaron Dean was arrested for the murder of Ms. Jefferson. This is UIN Urban Internet News. National news and information for and about people of color. Welcome to UIN Urban Internet News. I'm Alexander Caden, along with Aaron Mays. As we get closer to election season, more political figures are heading south looking to get more people involved in the process. The Reverend Jesse Jackson was at Payne College in Augusta, and his mission was to push more people to the polls. During the last presidential election, only 55% of voters in Georgia's Richmond County went to the polls. That's one of the worst voter turnouts in the state. Reverend Jesse Jackson was in town hoping to change that in 2020. The Texas police officer who fatally shot Atiana Jefferson, a 28-year-old black woman in her own home, after a neighbor requested a wellness check at the residence, has resigned. The chief said he intended to fire Dean, but Dean turned in his resignation before they met. 
Suicide attempts among black teenagers in America has risen significantly over the past three decades. That's according to a new study that found no such spike among white, Asian, Latino, or other racial and ethnic groups. The findings published in the Journal on Pediatrics used self-reported data from high schoolers collected by the Centers for Disease Control between 1991 and 2017. Erin? According to the American Heart Association, more than 40% of African Americans are living with high blood pressure, which is higher than any other race. A new study suggests juice may be the next best thing when it comes to dealing with that problem. Researchers say a half liter of beet juice can do wonders, along with pomegranate juice, water, hibiscus tea, low-fat milk, and cranberry juice when it comes to lowering your blood pressure. You've been listening to UIN Urban Internet News. For more national news and information for and about people of color, visit our website at uinews.net. Thank you for listening to the 20-Minute Morning Show, a podcast production brought to you by Inside Urban Media, written and produced by B.J. Murphy from our Charlotte, North Carolina studios. Please subscribe to the show, and you'll be alerted when our daily episodes are published weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Our daily contributors are Sean Sunday, A.K. from the UIN Uncut News Team. And for more news about and for people of color, go to our website, uinews.net. And we'll see you on the next episode of the 20-Minute Morning Show, wherever podcasts are played. The 20-Minute Morning Show is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com.